Welcome to Bootstrap. Welcome back to Bootstrap. What episode? To be more, to be more accurate, this is episode. Uh, Hillel went crazy. No, sixty-four. <laughs> yes, and Hillel went crazy. Yes. Wow, people, you could skip the halfway through if you don't look. There, there is big news in the Israeli high tech field. We had to talk about it, but due to Guy very selfishly procreating, we. Oh. Had to take a break, and it was totally not a coincidence that we were very busy. Um, and there was a lot of pent up uh, opinions. Let's say pent up opinions. So yes. there were, let's say there were rants ahead. But uh, Hillo was not. It, it is funny how he was very public about he's getting a new car, he's getting the Polestar, and then he calls in from his car to our podcast, very professional podcast. And we're like, oh, is that the new car? No, <laughs> not the car. So that'll be a future episode. Well, he, he should have told us what his shout out is. His car, his new car. His car, yeah. his new car. And spoiler, what you're hearing now is a very clean shaven guy. Ooh. So nice. long story short, when you take a few weeks off a podcast, beards get shaved, babies get born, and new cars don't come yet. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Anyway, welcome back, everyone. This is Bootstrap episode 64. Get it. Get it. Look who decided to join us. What is up? Ooh, where are you, where are you calling us from, Hillel? The holy city of Modi'in. Oh. oh. I was there this morning. Yeah, I'm Leaving signing to uh, come to work. Uh, I'm signing my contract for my new car. In Modi'in? Correct. What'd you get? Polestar, Polestar. right? There's a dealership yeah. there? No, it's the bank that's giving me the loan for the money. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Uh-huh. There's no banks in Bishamish. I forgot. <laughs> But there are banks in Beijing, but the person who's handling the funding works at this bank. So, yeah. But the problem Got is, it. I have like uh, my bank, the bank opens like any crazy bank in this country, like for an hour a day. So, I basically have an hour and a half to kill right now because it only opens at four o'clock. Ridiculous. It's okay. You can explore Modine's uh, vast culinary options of <laughs> McDonald's or. I'm going to broaster. I'm going to broaster it up, baby. Or Broster, also a disgusting choice. Sure. Shut up, dude. It's the best food ever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's not. Look, I love fried chicken, but that's not even good fried chicken. I love it. Love it. I'm going to refrain from any racist jokes here. I was going to say. No, no racist jokes and no diarrhea jokes, tomorrow. Uh, All right. No, welcome that, back. That we can't what promise. Yeah, welcome, welcome back. back. By the way, we took a little break. By the way, guys. By the way. We, who knew we have a lot of listeners people i i think easily 20 30 people ask me where that why we haven't recorded in the last couple of weeks seriously yeah totally we got yep. people writing in and we told them to kindly uh f off no i'm kidding <laughs> listen guy was a little busy first of all guy lost 40 pounds of beard right his, his face looks uh lighter it feels lighter. I don't know how you people have beards. It's horrible. You now look like a young 47-year-old. <laughs> I'm 46. <laughs> what? <laughs> he, he, did give birth, he, he did give birth to God. I'm just saying. But anyway, okay, it's fine. Yes. Okay. He had a baby. Nobody knows Congrats, what I'm talking about. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Guy had a baby. Guy had a baby. Congrats. Yes. My wife technically had the baby, but I drove her there, so that counts. There you go. That's the hard part. <laughs> that Today, is like, the hard you know, part. The- like Waking up at else, 5 a.m. Right? What, what? I'm saying in today's day and age, maybe you had the baby. I'm so glad we're not in that day and age. <laughs> I could not have a baby. I'm sorry. Anyway, congrats, Guy. I like how we're blaming Guy for like the reason we had an absence. It's, it's, much, it's much more we got busy <laughs> and he happened to have a baby at the same time. Right? Yeah. It's on That's me this time. That's definitely much more accurate. So oh, a lot has happened in our last episode. A lot. Yeah. Hillel's, uh, which you documented online, you had to search for a new car and included the entire world in your 
purchasing non, decision. Non-Tesla. I'm just going to say right now that I've never, ever, ever looked up a product and learned about a product that had such good reviews as this car. I literally looked and looked on YouTube for a negative review. I could not find a single one. I bought the Polestar 2. It is getting such amazing reviews. I am so excited about getting this car. Okay, I have a few questions about this whole thing. First of all, did you involve the whole world about it, like to try and be honest, to attempt to get a, a discount? I would too. Not at all, dude. First of all, no. just so you know, they as don't a care. result of that post, as a result of that post, Aston Martin reached out. Um, Maserati reached. Maserati Israel. Aston Martin Israel. Volvo reached out. Polestar reached out. It was crazy, but no, Polestar doesn't give discounts. You're just like Tesla. There's no discounts. Hold on, you're bearing the lead here. Were you offered a free Aston Martin and you said no? Is that what <laughs> we're free? No. no, but the head of Aston Martin Israel called me into his office he, in the showroom. I sat with him and he goes, all right, you know, we could really make this work. I know you love Aston Martin. Like, what's your budget? And you told him, he's like, car. what do you get a t-shirt on the way out? I'm like, the, the, the cheapest car here is like two and a half million checker. I'm like, yeah, we're not on the same page here, but thank you. Well, thanks uh, for the coffee. But, uh, but uh, no, I mean, I just went in there. But but uh, but Polestar, you know, they did reach out. They, you know, they they give me good service, extra good service. But no, not no discount. Got it. What the hell is Polestar? I never heard of it before your post. So AMG, you know, AMG, uh, yeah. you know, Mercedes has like performance things. So yeah. that's what Polestar was. To Volvo. It was their performance like department that made like high performance Volvos, and then and, and race cars and whatever. And then they split up, and now they're they're a separate brand. It's still it's still you know, shares like a, the foundation of the car with Volvo. It's based on Volvo, but it's a separate brand and it's fully electric, zero to 60 in like four, a little bit, four point something seconds, which we hear four point something seconds and we compare it to like two and a half to Tesla. We're like four seconds. That's not fast, dude. <laughs> I drove in this thing for it. It is freaking crazy. Like it is so crazy, but it's like a really dependable, good looking, like if I'm being honest, the reason I didn't go for a Tesla Model 3 is just because it's freaking ugly, and this is a beautiful, beautiful car. So I'm really excited about it. And not made in Germany. <laughs> yeah, the Swedes are known to uh, be better, more kosher for, uh, <laughs> for Hillel. But um, isn't it funny how a Model 3 has basically, basically become, or let's say a white Model 3 has become like the most basic thing here? It's like not cool yeah. anymore. It's, it's, yeah, totally. They're yeah. everywhere, and I'm just like, uh it, it became so much cooler yeah. to get something else. Right. So this has a cool factor. But I mean, if you look on paper, the Model 3 is better in every possible way. Like it's faster. It has longer range. It has faster charging because of the superchargers. It can it's, fart. It's better in, right. And it is better in most ways. But first of all, Polestar is just beautiful. And, and the, model, the Model 3 looks like a bug. Um, but beyond that, I just, I just like, I don't want to have a car that like the whole world has. Nobody has right. Polestar. I've seen like one road. So that, that's, right. you know, so anyway, it also really could be a bad indication, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you don't want no one to have it, but you want to have fewer people have it. Right. But I, again, I Googled, trust me, I spent weeks like learning about this car. I'm telling you, like literally not one negative review online, not one. It's wild. Like it, it got really good reviews and I just think it's like, a, and you know, it has a lot of, I don't know. It's just like a beautiful interior. It's just, I don't know. I just like it better than Tesla. Okay. Does it have CarPlay? Oh, oh, oh. It has CarPlay, but listen to this. So it's better than it the runs, Tesla. Out of the gate. Right, but listen to this. The whole car runs Andro Android Automotive. It's not Android Auto. The whole car is Android. It's not just like the infotainment system. It's the entire car runs on Android. It's like that doesn't a sound really good. cool opera. Well, it's, a, it's I mean, I've never tried it, but apparently it's amazing. <laughs> okay, but it's, so it has CarPlay. And does it have, hold it on, does CarPlay. it have a bird's eye 360 camera? Yes. Okay, so it's better than a Tesla. That's it. Those are like the two <laughs> That's things what I you're wanted missing? in a new car. That's all I wanted. How much extra for red? That's what I want to know. So I got it in black. <laughs> they don't make it in red. They make it in all kinds. They have cool colors. But uh, listen, again, Tesla has farther range. Tesla's faster. But I don't know. I just like it way better. And I, just, I don't know. It was, I wasn't even like, and by the way, the Tesla's like 100,000 check on more, which is just ridiculous. Oh, so, yeah, really? Even a question. The three? Yeah. I don't know. Do you know what the three's base the, price is? I think two twenty now, something like that. Yeah, with I'm not tax. Sure. So then, no, no. So the S is much more. Though. This, this, this is three twenty. Okay, that's some flex. 
I mean, it was between this and a Model S, so no, this is not flex. <laughs> How's the charging anyway. infrastructure near you? It's great. There are, I think there are 80 fast chargers around Israel. Uh, it has 400-kilometer range, so like I can go to a lot on one charge. It's not a problem. Uh, right. but there are charges everywhere, and, and, it, and the fast charge, like from zero to 100 in like a half hour. So Nice. All right. Tit Chadesh, as they say. In, in, Thank you, sir. In uh, Italian. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they say Tit Chadesh in Italian, yeah. <laughs> so how's the earthquake for you guys? Yesterday we had, not That's yesterday, late, Monday? No, we had one today, last night. There was another one today, but there also was Monday, yes. I mean, it's really, really crazy that like 10,000 people can die from an earthquake and there's nothing we can do about it. It's really sad. Really sad. You could build better buildings. So that would help. Yeah, there are, there are a few things you could do about it beforehand. No, but he's right. It's, it is crazy that, that there's a no, natural now, disaster. Yeah. It's and unbelievable. Just like that. Dude, seven, seven and a half uh, level earthquake. I don't think you can build a building well enough to stand that. I'm sure you can. Uh, yeah, you can. I don't know. I don't know. Said, but holy cow, man. Look at the footage. It's so sad. So sad. Did you guys feel it a lot here? I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel it no. at all. Like it's an audio podcast and you both nodded. It's cool. No, we both said no <laughs> audibly. <laughs> Not at all. I didn't, I didn't feel a thing. Anywho. I, I right, was up in the 35th floor of our tower here in Ramad Gun. We definitely felt it. We all oh, really. I was, I, to be very honest, I was in the washroom and I was like rocking back. I'm like, what is going on? I felt like, am I like really hungry? I didn't eat anything yet. I was <laughs> like, dizzy? am I like really low on? Yeah. And but, then when I, what was it? Number one, number two, one. So okay. when I got out, Oh, the first earthquake. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and when I got out, I saw everyone like running to the shelters. I'm like, Oh, something did happen. Look at that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, they, they basically told everyone to go in the shelters or just, like, evacuate. So people were, like, walking down. It, it was disconcerting, to say the least. But uh, at least we were okay. Do you guys get the feeling that we're going to see the big one soon? Like, we're... I really hope not. That's really scary. Really hope not. I, I don't they, know. I, they I, say I, we're I'm pretty sure. It. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to happen here, and who knows what shit's going to go down. What's it called? That the Dead be... Sea Rift? It's like the Syrian African Rift or something? Something like that. You know, yeah. you know what would happen? Though? There would be one positive thing that would happen if God forbid we have a big earthquake in this country. And that would be that your freaking leftist stop stomping your feet like little babies and bitches. And oh, okay. <laughs> you want to talk tech? Wah, wah, I, lost, I lost the elections. Wah. Hey, wow. not politics. You have to bring it back to high tech. It's the no, high. Judicial- no, no, okay, no okay. politics. Let's start. Let's start with the news. Yeah, we definitely have to start with uh, the big news. Look, we have to talk about the, all the judicial reform protests because there were a lot of uh, people in high tech who all of a sudden decided to voice their opinions about it. I'm going to start with. I am sorry that this is even a topic in a technology podcast. That's my take on it. I don't even understand why people are looping together their industry and their political activism in general. In general, I don't think that's healthy, even if it was something that I agreed with. I just want to point out. Because I don't think mixing the two, it's very polarizing to people who don't agree. And then they sit there saying, I, you know, in general, that's my attitude towards politics in the workplace. It's because you also never know what you're saying that's going to make someone uncomfortable, even if you think you're very justified for it and stuff like that. Even if it's something I agree with, I don't, I don't like when they bring politics into the workplace. So I just, my take on it in general, I'll let Hilla, I knew Hilla was going to fly off and Guy was going to be quiet. I, I knew it's exactly how it was going to go. But right. I will say my, t- my take on it is it's sad that they're even weighing in on it. I, I just don't think okay. it's, it's, uh, it's the right thing. And it's also, okay, anyway. Go on, Hilla. Hilla's dying there. <laughs> Permission, perm, permission for a four-minute monologue. Four okay, minutes. Go. You get one. Go. Okay. We can make chat. I'm going to say a lot of crap ahead. Can I, can I have the Jeopardy uh, music in the background? I'm going to say a lot of controversial stuff right now, and you're all going to have to get the hell over it. Okay? Maybe. I knew this was coming. Here are my thoughts. I've been thinking about secular Zionism for years. 
why is it that the founders of this country were secular Zionists? And I cannot remember the last time I met someone who defines himself as a Zionist, who's completely secular with no connection to religion whatsoever. Why is it that there's a strong correlation between the right wing people in the country and religious people? And there's a strong correlation between secular Jews and leftist politics. And the answer is that if I didn't believe in God, you'll know where I'm going. Just hear me out. All right, shut up. Listen, if I didn't believe in God and I didn't believe that this land was given to me by God, of course I'd be a leftist. Why would I not be a leftist? What the hell do I care to give land to the Palestinians if there's going to be peace or even a chance at peace? Of course I'm going to give land. What do I care? It's just land. But if you believe that God gave us this land, it's a different ballgame. Where am I going with this? If you're a leftist and you don't believe that there's any importance to this land from a you know, historic and, 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 and traditional and religious perspective, then of course when shit hits the fan and things don't go your way, you're going to make announcements that you're leaving because you have no loyalty here. What the hell do you have to stay here for? Things are going to hit the fan. It's the end of democracy. I'm doing air quotes for those listening. And why would I stay? Of course I'm not going to stay. I have no reason to stay. So that's why you see these people who... Disclaimer, are good friends of mine who I love, Anat and Tom and many of these others, announcing, not only announcing that they're leaving, but calling other CEOs to leave. Because why wouldn't they cause damage to their own economy? Why wouldn't they shoot themselves in the foot? They don't care about this country. This is just land. They could be in Uganda. They could be in Miami Beach. Israel's just another place. It's nothing sacred. It's nothing holy. So I'm getting the hell out of here because I lost the election. Things aren't going my way. I'm 12 years old, stomping my feet, throwing a fit. I'm getting the hell out of here. That's it. It makes complete sense. Is it what bothers you the most, though? The the I'm getting I'm taking my ball and going home. Yeah, because you call yourself a patriot who loves this country and you're leaving the country because you don't like what's happening. And not only are you leaving the country, you're calling people to leave the country with you. You are actively causing damage to the economy of Israel. Why? Because you love the country. Bullshit. You don't love this country. The one thing you love is hating Bibi. You are obsessed with Bibi. And that's why your entire campaign was. Just not BB, like a four-year-old. Tell me what, yes. And so things didn't go your way. So you're freaking, you know what? I went over to 50 people. I kid you not, 50 people. Personally, walked over to 50 people in these protests. And I said to them, explain to me what you're protesting about. Oh, the, it's the end of the democracy. It's a tyranny. It's fascist. I'm like, really? Tell me what, you're, what the problem is with the reform. Are you happy with the current situation? Yeah, it's amazing. I'm like, okay, but what about this problem? They don't know what the hell they're talking about. They don't even know the issue. They don't know what they're protesting against. I'm not saying everyone, okay? There are those that do. But these people, a, a vast majority of them, based on my anecdotal evidence, do not know what the hell they're protesting. What they're really protesting against is Bibi. And they'll do whatever they can to bring down Netanyahu. And that's coming from someone who did not vote for Bibi. And that's important. To, I'm not a Bibi fan, all right? The guy's corrupt. I know he's corrupt because I know personally from people who are his... You're like, I bribed him myself. <laughs> I personally I know. <laughs> I know, I'm not going to name names, but people who work super closely with him who said to me, however corrupt you think Netanyahu is from the press, he's more corrupt. So I'm wow. not a BB fan. Don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong, okay? But the guy won. The elections are over. You lost. Not only did you lose, but the left was obliterated, okay? They were demolished. because Not because they don't have a, a, a legitimate opinion. They were, they were demolished because their entire campaign was zero positive and all negative. Tell me what yes. Don't tell me what no. And guess what? Instead of learning the lesson, instead of learning the lesson, what are they doing? The exact same thing. Oh, my God, the reform. Tell me what yes. And now let's talk about the actual issue. Okay? I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm you, not you were a, serious I'm about a, those four minutes. I'm not a judicial expert. Okay? I am not an expert on the reform. Okay? And I'm more than happy to discuss whether the reform, the proposed reform, needs a reform. I'm happy to talk about that. But don't tell me that the current situation and the way that checks and balances works in this country and the branches of government are, is functional the way it works right now. It is the most dysfunctional, the most broken, fundamentally flawed, broken system in the world. There is no other country on planet Earth by which the government is, is, is controlled by the judicial system that are basically elected by themselves. The, the, the judges in this country are not elected by elected officials. They have a vada, they have a committee, out of which they are a big part. The other part are their buddies who they go play squash with, and they're dominating this committee, and they decide who the, who the, who the Supreme Court judges are, and they're telling the government, not only the government, but the IDF. Like, do you understand that during the disengagement, a woman was murdered in a terrorist attack 
And her okay. Our time is up second. here, sir. One second. A woman wow. was murdered in a terrorist attack. Her, her terrorist hid in a building that the IDF called to be demolished two years before, and the government gave it a green light. And the freaking Supreme Court, because leftist organizations appealed to them, they vetoed the dem demolition of those buildings. And this woman and her four daughters were murdered because those terrorists hid in those buildings. In what planet, on what universe, do you think it's normal for the Supreme Court to veto a decision by a freaking military that there's imminent danger and the Supreme Court says no? That is the most dysfunctional thing in the world. And so I have no problem discussing a reform. But don't tell me that the current situation is functional. It's not. Okay. And so we need so, a reform. That's right. It. Okay. So let me bring it back to, to tech. No, look. Thank you. I, I think a lot of what you said rang true. I will say where I... I kind of, uh, you know, especially someone who's, remember we studied poli-sci Hillel? I've always been banging yeah. the drum of electoral reform. And it's almost like, yeah, the, the, the freak out now that's happening against it. First of all, of course, like protest, whatever, all good. The way it seeped into business is really weird to me. It's and I don't like it. I, I honestly don't like it. It does kind of feel like an arsonist uh, lighting the house on fire and then calling the firefighters and being like, you know, because if you're saying exactly. I'm taking all my money out and this thing is going to destroy the economy, it's like you're doing the thing, right? You protest, right. be against it, whatever you want. But if you're, it, it, how can you say like the doom scenario is the thing that I'm now actively doing now the problem is that like someone like Inad from uh what's it called? pagaya papaya papaya global yeah i use deal anyway <laughs> the, yeah the thing is like she's actively it's one thing to be vocal about your stance on this issue but to also i think you're right Hill, that like to talk about and to encourage others to take detrimental steps i don't know i don't i don't like that because think about all the think about all the employees that work there who might not agree with that and it's fine. If you want to take a stand and say, these are my values, it's a private company, that's fine. I just think like, no. I don't know. It's, it, no. it's a shame that no. people have to... No, no, I'm saying it's a shame no. that people have to draw a line like that because I certainly, I don't ask people I work with for any sort of political purity test, you know? And I don't, I don't know. Dude. In general, I don't think it's, it's appropriate. I think it just no, no, divides no. people. It's worse than that, dude. It's worse than that. It's worse than that. Because I have no problem, bro. I have no problem. Scream at the top of your lungs that, that democracy is going to be ruined. I have no problem. But don't be a freaking hypocrite, okay? When the, the, the freaking Supreme Court literally built jails for kids to be incarcerated, incarcerated for long periods of time because they protested against them being kicked out of their houses forcefully in the disengagement. Where were the left then? That was the most undemocratic thing in the history of Israel. Sharon took a freaking uh, a vote and he lost in the vote. And all of a sudden, right democracy now. doesn't yes, matter. All of a sudden, democracy doesn't matter. Dude, no. Be, if you want to protest against lack of democracy, then be consistent. If you're not going to be right. consistent, you're a hypocrite. That's it. Right. No, look, I... I okay. Anyway. <laughs> no, I'm with you that, that certainly on the political level that, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the reforms either because I think people should be whatever. If you're overreaching, just know that if you make it a systemic overreach, other people can also systemically overreach. It's, it's, I'm a, I, let, let me say, I'm not, I'm not pro reforms, but I can't also, I think that the reaction now is kind of like they've gone so lost the script. It's like, well, I can't join that either. I can't, you know. Dude, dude, Yossi Taguri blocked me on Twitter after 10 years of friendship, as did Yair Kovaiko, okay? Blocked me. We're like actually but friends. That's offline. my point. That it's sad that it's it's dividing people. Look at guy being yeah, so good sitting there and still being. I, I gotta tell you, I'm I just waiting call, for this call, thing to end. I had a call two days ago with Ron Gura, and we had a, a half hour call where we talked about the issue. Do all these people want to be put on blast? By the way, <laughs> I don't. I don't care. They blocked me. I'm their friend, and they blocked me. I don't get. I don't give a crap. Ron Gura. We had a long conversation. It was fantastic. I learned a ton, by the way, and it was great. Yesterday, I got a message, a person I'm not going to name, who we all know very well, was a good friend, and I'm sure you tomorrow know who I'm talking about, I'm not going to say, who literally wrote me. I could show you the message. He literally wrote me on Facebook, Israel's done. We're done. That's what he said to me. Israel's done. I'm like, are you an idiot? I made, I made a thousand checkoff bet with him. 
that, that in one year from now, Israeli tech will be stronger than ever. Thousand shekel bet. So look, I, anyway, the reason we brought it up, I, I just lament, I honestly, I just lament the fact that it is a, I know I hate to be like the guy who's like seeing both sides. I'm not seeing both sides. I'm saying like, it's a, it's a controversial topic here, but I personally, I'm not happy that it seeped into like business and then, and then CEOs and VCs are, they think that they're standing up for something, but I agree that like, if it was a different issue that they didn't agree with, they would be 100% telling people like, let's say their portfolio companies were uh, CEOs of their portfolio companies were, were taking a stand on some other controversial issue that they absolutely did not agree with. Guy, don't you think that they would in general, like kind of the feel was like, don't go into politics. Don't lean too much into politics. It's it's very like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's polarizing. It's polarizing. Yeah, I, I agree. The only thing I agree with in this entire conversation is that it shouldn't go into business. And actually what you said, Itamar, about it fulfilling itself. So you're there. Again, I don't want to take sides here, but when they're pulling the money out, I think it's more of just a, a like, showing okay here's what i'm doing and that's right. fulfilling the prophecy and right that that i think is not uh, a wise thing to do but i'm sitting on the sidelines i'm not running a comp a billion dollar company and the people that are that i i believe they believe what they're what they're saying they're not it's not just a, no, a show I'm, I'm positive they believe it because it's a no, big they, thing. I think they believe it. I agree. It's a you. big move. It's not just I, like, okay, I'll just do this to show everybody that I'm pissed off. Like, these are big moves. Disagree with you. 100% disagree with you. And, and by the way, I've spoken to some of them personally. By the way, just so you know, and this is public information, after Tom made that video, you know, from Verbit, he made the video of him leaving and he, you know, called for others to leave. He's leaving and stop paying tax. Like, it was disgusting. So, um, he got a he got a message. Whoa, from, stop paying taxes. Uh, that sounds not so bad. No I'm kidding. He he I'm he, joking. Um, he, Tax authority. He got a message. <laughs> he got a message. He got a message from a certain Knesset member who my brother works with, and he invited him for invited him to talk to him about it, and he did. He went in there and he talked to him, and I and I give him credit for that. But you know, other ones, I I one hundred percent disagree with you. This is one hundred percent a political statement. It is not a financial decision. It is a political decision. And you know what? No one freaking asked you. But you know what? You want to leave? Bye-bye. We're not going to miss you. Yeah, no, but, okay. but again, not, Damn, even to, not, even to make, not even to make a value judgment. I'm just saying, like, across the board, do we want the Israeli tech scene to become very polarized and have these, like, political purity tests? That's what I think is the issue here. Uh, yeah. it, it, without debating the specifics of the reform and stuff like that. Just in general, like, high tech used to be kind of like a, a better... And certainly, look, I've been... I'm sure we have friends who have also heard this. I've had comments about my kippa here in Israel, right? I've heard it all about, you know, being religious and all that kind of stuff. Fine. Issue. But I think just in general, I still felt like, all right, I could do business with people that I disagree with politically and stuff like that. It's feeling very like you got to take a side now, right? There's some VCs who, when they say things like, this is important, I will go out and, and state my opinion on this, and I support the CEOs who do this, then what if you're a, what if you're a founder who doesn't agree with it necessarily? Are you going to feel comfortable raising money from this person? Okay, maybe they might say, wow, you don't share values, I don't want to give you money. Okay, fine, but then we're drawing a line in the sand, and I feel like, why, like, why this issue? This issue could just be like, all right, go protest in your spare time. Like, why does it have to involve like because, the industry because people, needs to now choose sides? Because people believe this is the end of their current uh, way of life. They believe it. That, that's what people okay. believe, and so they can't help but you know just you know using well, whatever tools they have. I agree that it should not it, be mixed in, but people, you know, they're very passionate. Just like Hillel is very passionate now. Because you know you you truly believe in but what you're saying. He wouldn't sit down with any of them. That's the thing. He would never hold it against exactly. people, and he would still 100 exactly. percent do business with them. Bingo, bingo. That's it. That's the point. That's it. They, they, you know, I've literally spoken to people. I swear to God. Okay, I'm not going to name names, but I've literally spoken to people, and I said to them, "I understand your point of view. I get it. Can you understand my point of view?" And she said to me, "You don't have a point of view. There is this is binary. There is no other side to this. You are wrong, and that's it. She, this is the end of democracy." She says to me, "I'm like, can you just for one second? Please just differentiate between fact and speculation, okay? If the reform goes through, you believe it might be the end of the democracy. That's not a fact. No, no, it's a fact. I'm like, 
You stop with no, that. No, but it's not even. But listen again to bring it to high tech. I don't even understand why. Even in the doom scenarios, the people who think it's a very bad thing, it's like what's the what is the effect of on rule of law vis a vis like high tech and investments here? Because right. a lot of the critique is that like oh now the Knesset can override things with a simple majority, which is problematic in in my opinion. FYI, that's you know I'm not a fan of 61 for anything. But what is that? Like, what does that have to do with the the current state of affairs vis-a-vis high-tech investing? You get what I'm saying, Guy? I, I tuned out. You, you lost me. No, no, I'm saying, like, if they're worried that people won't invest in Israel because of it, it changes to the judicial system and how legis- basically how legislation can be over, overwritten, what does that have to do with the safety of money and investments here from abroad in high-tech? No, there is. There is a huge connection. But it's like, I don't want to go in because if let, let's take it to the extreme. I, I, I really don't want to go into this, but let's take it to the extreme. If, if there's a dictator, okay, that does whatever he wants, then would you feel comfortable investing in a, in a country, putting your money into, I don't know, Brazil or a, a country that you know the rules could change because of one person? or a small group of people who are controlling the country and controlling the finances, and they can do whatever they want. So they could just say, okay, you know what? Uh, yeah, you now owe us more money because of taxes. But I don't okay, want to give you more it. money. Got it. So th- there okay, is a... Fine. I but get it. I, don't I would argue get, yeah. that, yeah, we had a system before that just a different group of people had too much power. So fine, yeah. anyway... Uh, but there were people investing still. That's the thing. That's but, the yeah. But that that's what happened till now, and now we don't know what's going to happen. And so people, rightfully so, in my opinion, are worried that okay, what's what's I mean, if it's going in this direction that I that you know that that we don't know who's going to be controlling what, investors and other and companies will not want to take a chance here. Such BS. I know. It's just such it's BS. funny. Just because like such no, BS. it's. It's funny because, like, I, I just, you know, coming from a different country, let's say, the, the system here, just in general, no matter who is in the Knesset or whatever, completely apolitically, just this is the system seemed very, let's say, didn't have a lot of checks and balances and seemed very arbitrary to me. So I don't think yeah, any of this is helping, but I certainly don't think not doing it is also the best thing either. So I'm uh, in a different direction. I, there. I, anyway. I, I just have two, two more, two more short things. Two more short things, and we'll move on. Okay. <laughs> Number one, so no, dude, dude, listen. It's a very, this is first of all, a very important topic, but I, I get it. Checks and balances. Of course, we want checks and balances. Just a simple question. Just one simple question. The Supreme Court is the checks and balances for the government in this country, right? They can veto any government decision. Fantastic. Who are the checks and balances for the Supreme Court? What is stopping them from? I woke up in the morning and stubbed my toe, and so therefore I'm going to decide that this thing, whatever this thing is, is not severe. Is not reasonable because I decided it's not reasonable because I had a bad morning. Nothing. Nothing stopping them from doing that because there are no checks and balances. There's only checks and balances of the government. And guess what? If the government was left, these protests would not be going on because there's checks and balances. There's, there's no checks and balances in the Supreme Court. That's number one. And the last thing I want to say is we all know this, but unfortunately, ironically, the left forgot what the word fake news means. Okay? I can tell you that when I read That's the news dying. about a certain, a certain VC leaving Israel, who was a really good friend of mine, I, I, I couldn't believe it. And I wrote him a message and I said, dude, really? Like, that's, 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 that's really sad. He goes, he, he literally said to me, he said, you're smarter than to believe what you read in the press. I'm like, what do you mean? Did you not pull your money? He said, all I told the press is that my LPs said to me, if the reform goes through and it creates instability, is there a mechanism by which I could send you the money in an American bank account? That was it. And from that, the entire Israeli press reported that he's pulling his money. I know, by the way, it's I know who you're talking about. News. Why didn't he refute it publicly, though? He did? He did. He, did. Okay. He, ended up, he did, yes. Okay. It's, but he is against the reform. He is against the reform, but he never said he's pulling his money. So there's a lot of fake news here. And, like, I just think it's hysteria. I think at the end of the day, everything will be fine. Israel will be fine. The economy will get stronger. Tech will get stronger. You know what? The weeds. The weeds, the people that are leaving, goodbye. Like I, I won't miss you, honestly. They're, and they're friends. I'm speaking as a friend. What they're doing I, right I, now is... I hope you are right. I don't think that's the situation, but uh, that's enough for me here. It might also... Want, want a better thousand, another thousand check on it? Look, who knows what it'll end up. 
uh, it'll end up being. Anyway, point is, I think we can all agree. Let's end on an agreeing, uh, agreement. It's, it's sad that it, it leaked into business. I think we all agree on that. It's unfortunate that it leaked into business, I think. I don't know if you guys agree. I agree. Okay, yes. Fine. Good. Look at that. All right. Long story short. All right. Short, our time is up. We can now ask uh, Google Bard to solve this judicial reform <laughs> problem for us. Yes. Bad name. What, what Bad do you guys name. think of it? Google Have you tried Bard. it? Oh, you Google can't try it yet. Yeah, it said it said in the blog post that they're releasing it to a bunch of testers. Google Bard, of course, is Google's response to ChatGPT. Yes, Bing ChatGPT. Um, and then and well and then the next day, Microsoft had an announcement with OpenAI that they're integrating um, ChatGPT into Bing. And I downloaded the Bing search app for the first time, and they're like, "There's a button that said get on the waitlist for ChatGPT." And I pressed it, and it asked me to create a Microsoft account, and I closed it. <laughs> and that was the end of that. <laughs> and no, I heard some people saw it on the homepage, on the Bing homepage. And they and they have an account. Yeah, you could try it. You could like uh, do like a few queries, and then I didn't see it. But some people reported that they could like start using it, and then it asked them for an account after a, a little bit. But uh, are you guys yeah. still in the uh, oh my god phase of uh, ChatGPT? Are you so over it? Where where are you at? No, now? not not over it. I think it's amazing. But uh, it's it, what's more amazing is what what's happening here. Like within yeah. two three months since it since it launched, uh, it's like everybody's now racing yeah. after this new new thing. It's pretty unbelievable. Like yeah. uh, what what's I his think, name? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, go on. I just want to say that Aaron Levy, the CEO of Box, you see what he tweeted? He tweeted that like this is an incredible time we're living in where uh, just a chat interface for AI that was casually released uh, uh, led to the, the Yeah, led to the pivot of the world's largest tech companies within a quarter. Everybody's like, okay, now we got to do uh, this new thing. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. I think, I don't know if we spoke about this last time if we did, just stop me, stop me, but like, I think, you know, when every new technology comes out, there are two schools of thought, right? There's one that's freaking the heck out, right? You know, when tractors were invented, farmers were freaking the heck out. When print was invented, everybody's freaking out. Internet, social media, the mobile phone, e-commerce, everything, right? What ends up happening is two things. NFTs, Number one, no one freaked out. Right. <laughs> okay. What's going to happen now is two things. Number one, in my opinion, the you know AI replacing humans, AI is not replacing humans. What's going to happen is that the humans who leverage AI are going to replace the humans who don't, right? Those that are scared of this technology are going to fall behind. That's number one. And number two, what's going to happen is what happens every single time. And that is that, oh, I just saw a Polestar drove by. Drove by. Wow, that's cool. Um, and number Ooh, two, shiny. that's my ADHD. <laughs> and number two, and number two thing is going to happen is that it's the skills that are a commodity, right? The skills that in reality, humans shouldn't have to do, like typing on a computer. Like there's no reason that I should have to like literally type on a AI should do that. And so when AI does that, I'm going to be able to free up brain space for doing good things and important things that, that AI will never be able to do. That's what's going to happen. And I, you know, I just think the hysteria, again, hysteria is ridiculous. Well, have you ever seen Wally? Maybe it's going to free up all yeah. this time that we just become fat slobs that just lie down <laughs> and ingest food and do nothing. I, I, I've used this stuff in my workflow in a real way in the last couple of months. What specific? Yes, oh, because you write a lot. That's the thing. For for writing, it's unbelievable. I ran. I took ads that were not converting, ran them through ChatGPT. It it re it, it transformed them to I guess more effective, and I ran them and they skyrocketed. Nice. Real, real real results. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's amazing. I think it's uh, it's funny. Like you said, it's funny how everybody's trying to catch up now because they you know everything just changed all of a sudden, but. I don't know. I think, it's, uh, I think it's a good thing. At the end of the day, I think this is going to do good. Look, one key difference between Bard and G uh, ChatGPT, aside from which name is worse, uh, is that uh, Google Bard is connected to the internet, the modern internet, right? So it's going to have uh, results. One thing that's interesting, like, sorry, current results, I'm on to different topics already. Uh, because, you know, very often ChatGPT, it's, it constantly reminds you, I'm only connected to the internet uh, until 2021 or something. And so I don't know anything that happened uh, after that. 
Um, but one thing is interesting that a lot of people were, were you know, when ChatGPT uh, was released, was it November, December? Um, November. November. The, it's the end of Google, because if it just gives you the answer, which, you know, after a few months right. of playing with it, you're like, eh, this is not giving us the answer. It's giving us an answer it's confident in and it's very often uh, incorrect. Uh, but people are saying, like, this is going to destroy the business model because Google's business model is to give you a bunch of links. Some which are paid, some which are not. And if you give the answer, uh, then that will, you know, negate the need to have sponsored results. I did notice that when Bing uh, showed off their um, showed off the UI for their yeah for the integration, they they actually did manage to to get sponsored links in there as well. So it's like that's what, and I don't know if I said this or not, but I never understood. Like you could have a chatbot that shows you sponsored links. Right, because the whole point is that it's supposed to be, by definition, those are supposed to be very relevant links, or you could you could put it in the UI as a reference, even. So, I don't see what the big deal is, uh, like vis-a-vis like destroying Google's business model. I think it's just the beginning. We we haven't really seen anything yet. I I think it's just like yeah. I gotta bounce, guys. I gotta bounce because I have an appointment here and I gotta run to it. But uh, all right, glad I was able to jump in. You were talking? We didn't hear anything. Oh, see ya. Bye. 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 We're still here. Anyway, yeah, I think what we're seeing now is really just the really, really tip of the iceberg. It's just the beginning. It's just kind of like a proof of concept, I think, just to see how people react and interact with this thing. And the ultimate, if there is an ultimate like use case, we have no idea what it's going to be. It's going to be all-encompassing, I don't know, probably many different kinds of uh, uh, user interfaces um, that'll fit different uh, like needs from this service, I, I think. So uh, right. who knows? So I'm not worried about anybody. I mean, it'll all work out, except for Israel. But that's times. a different topic. It's definitely... <laughs> it's a, look, to all of our listeners before... Look, it's a what was it? Three weeks. Hill didn't get to rant. <laughs> he was. We yeah. knew that was coming. Okay, we wow. knew that was pent up and let him uh, let her rip. You know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was just going to say that the the AI fad that we're in now, which I think is still more than a fad, like it's backed up by reality. It just feels more exciting than the whole Web three thing. The Web three thing still felt like something was off. Maybe it was the type of people. I think now, though, the chat GPT, it's like also crossed into the mainstream a little too quickly. So it's kind of like some interesting characters are, but they're just using it. They're at least not building stuff. Uh, Wait for it. It's, it's too soon to see. It's two months, three months. That's true. It's moving quickly. Yeah. Moving quickly. The open AI has been around for like seven years. Seven year no, overnight but success. The, yeah. But this product, it's been out since November. Give right. the scammers a couple months to get their shit together, and then we'll see what, what happens. It's true. It's true. All right, let's do one more. Let's talk about one the more. Instagram co-founders. Yes. The, the founders of Instagram, Kevin Systrom and Mike Krieger, they, they surprisingly, I don't know, for me, they announced they're, they're starting a new venture to take on uh, the next generation of uh, social apps, and their first one is called Artifact. And mm-hmm. uh, when I heard about this, I liked the premise. So the idea is like a TikTok-like, uh, algorithm for news articles. So basically, like TikTok has their For You page. This app would have a For You page that gives you news articles that are relevant. I, my initial reaction was like, that sounds cool. I mean, I like, I, I, I don't go to any traditional news outlets. Like, I don't watch news on TV. I don't go to any of the Israeli news websites. I basically get right. my news Twitter. from, not even, no, Facebook, nope. maybe. Maybe Facebook and WhatsApp, surprisingly. I'm in some groups on WhatsApp. How do you not get from Twitter? Like you because I don't go to Twitter often. You're scrolling down and you're like, oh, news. No, no, I don't I don't go to Twitter like daily. I go maybe a couple times a week, three times a week. I don't know. So it's not like a a a daily consumption thing. And I do have a bunch of news apps that I use. By the way, Yahoo News. I I use it for like uh the for best push notifications, right? There you go. Uh, it's not bad. Anyway, and I have a bunch of uh, news apps, and I, I ran a news service for about a year uh, that I shut down. So anyway, I, 
I feel the need to get personalized news or good news. And I really like the concept that they're talking about. I tried it yesterday and it's nice. I don't know. Okay. It's like another news app. I, I'm, they, they claim that it takes like 25 articles, I think, for them to really personalize it for, for me. So I didn't like, I, I basically, when you set it up, you choose some topics, which is pretty, you know, like all the other apps. And then they right. just show you, I guess, the, the generic uh, news items for those topics. And they're supposed to now start learning me and, and showing me things that I will, will really like. So uh, I'm, I'm giving it a chance. We'll see. It looks very plain, like nothing special. But uh, it's really, really just like the initial. They can't really know me until they have some experience with me. So I'm giving them a chance. We'll see. I mean, news things are always, you know, first you got to wonder, like, if, the, if it wasn't the Instagram co-founders, would this thing have no. raised money or got no. any interest from anyone? So that's bingo, first of all. Next, it's like the, the issue that um, comes along with news algorithms. Are you going to create uh, just a lot more of, um, what's the word? Like when you, you're kind of like uh, reinforcing. Like an echo chamber? An echo yeah, chamber? like you're reinforcing what the person wants to see versus like what's actually sure. news. Right. But, that, so, that's, but that's what the algorithm needs to do. But the algorithm needs to learn how to do it properly. Because yes, they want to show me things I want to see, but I also right. want to be updated to know, like, I don't want to see about the earthquake, right? But I guess I need to know that it happened. Maybe. Exactly. So, so, so <laughs> they the need... Whole, that's the problem with news algorithms. Exactly. You don't want so, to see something, but you might need to see it. So that's what they need to solve. And that's what, I mean, if you, if you take a step back, I think uh, this is how news should work. Like in general, like AI, like if you look at TikTok, it's awesome. It's, it's like amazing content and they know how to personalize it for me. So maybe when I opened the app for the first time, they showed me like a random, I don't even remember what, like songs in Israel. Like, I don't, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. And then they yeah. very quickly understood that, okay, yeah, I don't want that crap. And then they started yeah. showing me things and things I had no idea. I would like, like they show me uh, DIY things like building stuff and woodworking and stuff that Is I'm that not your necessarily. Is that random thing in your TikTok feed? Because I, I got I don't a weird know. one now. Yeah, what? completely out of left field, and I am hooked. Okay, what? so the random thing that they that the algorithm thinks I want to see, which apparently I do, they have someone has started uh, putting up clips of a show in like little three three or four parts okay. of people getting pulled over at customs in like Australia. What for for smuggling drugs? And what? I'm just like this is oddly fascinating. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that was a thing. That's all it is. Wow. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so the so, AI like, do knows they something. Give me ideas or give me a warning. <laughs> <laughs> That's up to you. The AI knows us. That's the thing. And so it it may ne not necessarily uh, be there now, but I think that if you look at it like in a, at a macro level, yes, news needs to be powered by AI and not by human curators. No doubt, especially since humans are biased. So if I I'm editing this episode, I could very easily edit out a lot of stuff that Hillel said that I don't agree with, right? I'm not going to do that because I'm, I'm lazy, but <laughs> I could do that. I'm a human. I'm biased. And right. the same with, with any kind of news outlet that publishes stuff and pushes stuff to me. Yeah, but humans build AI. They write the algorithms. There's sure, sure. That's, there too. There's definitely the, the, the AI uh, uh, replicates the human uh, bias. But right. still, over time, like give it, give it a 10 years, which is, uh, you know, way too long. It'll be there. It'll be amazing. It'll be able to know you quickly and then give you stuff that you want to see and stuff that you need to see. And so I totally agree with it, with the direction. Um, but yeah, let's see if they're, they are the ones. I think, you know, they have the, the social uh, credentials, I guess, of being able to launch a successful consumer apps. So consumer app. So let's see if they, they, if they succeed. By the way, there's an, an app that I, I use a lot called Volve, V-O-L-V, like Volvo. That does uh, also news. It's not, they don't claim to be personalized, I think, but it works. It's great. Like every news article is summarized um, and I use it a lot. I'm just on Twitter and Yahoo News, of course. <laughs> Achid the best. All right. All nice right. things. Let's move on. Yeah, let's do a shout out.
Guys, like my nice, my shout out is Halo leaving early. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you for leaving Halo. Anyway, yeah, my shout out is uh, an episode of the Joe Rogan experience from a, from a while ago, I guess, with Naval Ravikant. Uh, I just happened oh, to it watch good? it. It was excellent. I saw it a while. I think it's like two years old, maybe even more. And I just, I, I got a recommendation for it um, from, I don't remember where, and I decided to watch it again. It's on YouTube, by the way. And I decided yeah. to watch it again. And it's really good. I think both of them are smart people. And you kind of have to watch it a few times to get all the things that are going on there. Some of it is, uh, is over my head, um, but they discuss a lot of topics and it's really, I really enjoyed it. So we'll, we'll link to it. It's episode 1309. We'll link to it in the show Do notes. Do they discuss the judicial reform here? Of course, that's the main thing. Three years ago, they knew that it was coming <laughs> and uh, yeah, they don't miss smart. it. Smart. They're smart. Right? They're smart. Yeah, they can see prophetic. the future. <laughs> all right, How about cool. you? All right, I'm going to shout out to, I'm not one for very cheesy, uh, like Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter posts or influencers or whatever, but in the field that I'm in, in product management, I got to give a shout out to this guy, Shreyas Doshi. It's at Shreyas, S-H-R-E-Y-A-S on the Twitter. He tweets about, I mean, his bio is startup advisor. Apparently he built products at Stripe, Twitter, Google, Yahoo tweets about product strategy, all that stuff. If any product managers are out there, I got to say, I'm finding myself bookmarking a lot of his threads. They're really good. They're very okay. well thought out. It's not just fluffy, oh, I'm a influencer, whatever. His stuff is very good. It's very well thought out. I find myself agreeing with a lot of it. Um, and I just noticed now that Twitter like put uh, like the bookmarking button front and center. I've just been bookmarking the hell out of a lot of his stuff. So shout out to Shreyas. Nice. To all Never the PMs out there. Cool. That's it. All right. See it. you in a month. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're done. Yes, we are done. Should we Bye. go to the back? No, Bye. no. Thank you. That was enough. Bye. Bye.